0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. In the name of Jesus, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Always, always remember God is only going to answer you spiritually. God can't put money in your hands, sir. No. He doesn't have it praise god he blesses you with spiritual things so you better learn how to uh, operate on the spiritual level when you take it spiritually it will now enter your bank account the problem with many of us is you've not learned to take things spiritually yet you are waiting for god to answer you in the physical no god is a spirit he doesn't operate this realm is for men god is not a man it's you that you're a man but you have capacity to elevate and operate in the realm of the spirit as well. Take your seats. Let's, let's get with that teacher. This thing is so simple. It just needs compliance. Some of you are trying to get God to come and walk on your level. You remember, God doesn't come to your level. You elevate to God's level. God has revealed his MO to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us how? With every spiritual blessing. If God is going to give you a million naira, He is going to give it to you spiritually. Spiritually. He will not give you in cash. He doesn't have cash. He doesn't deal in cash. For all we know, God may not even want to be touching cash. Because only God knows the people that only God knows all the kind of things they've done behind the scenes. <laughs> Praise God. So, well God will make that provision for you in the realm of the Spirit, you now need to learn to take it in the realm of the Spirit. How do I take the realm of the Spirit? By faith. That's why God gave you faith. And you, your faith will now translate it into your bank account. Glory be to God. Do you understand that? Lift your hands and receive one more time. There's no moment that God is not giving. You, just are, you, you are the one that just needs to master how to receive in the Spirit. And maybe somebody did not receive the last time. Say, I receive right now. And mention those things you desire. Receive your healing in the spirit. Receive your provision in the spirit. Receive your husband, your wife, your children. your, Your academic breakthrough. Whatever it is you desire. Just by faith, when you pray. Jesus, said, believe you receive. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. So we are talking about failure-proof or failure-proof living with with themed that teaching. And actually, I actually think this is the last Wednesday class or the last Wednesday teaching. Next week Wednesday we'll be preparing for the annual church workers conference. So there'll be no service next Wednesday. Church workers conference starts on Thursday. Praise God. So pay particular attention. You don't have to fail in life, any aspect of life. And I think one thing we should do is to even define what we mean by failure, the, what, what we are referring to by failure. I, I I'll do that as I go on. You, you don't have to. We've said several things. I, I love the dimension Pastor Taffy took us in on Sunday. God's will for us is to have the abundant life and the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. So failure is introduced into a Christian's life because God has already given him the life when they allow Satan to steal, kill and destroy. I've shared my testimony with you many, many times. God told me that day as I was praying. Asking God, for why are we having miscarriage or poor miscarriage? And God told me, you are the one that is allowing the devil. That was the first thing God told me. You are the one. So failure is introduced to a Christian when they allow the devil. Many people don't know they are allowing the devil. And she shared many amazing things with us, I hope you took it to heart. If you can shut the door on the thief, you won't fail. If you can shut the door on the killer, you won't fail. If you can shut the door on the destroyer, it comes to seek killer and so you won't fail. You will just be enjoying that life that God gave you. Hallelujah. So, like Apostle Paul said, we should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. And we've done several teachings along that line. That, it tells you just need to know how the devil operates. And she also taught us a number of powerful things along that line. Hallelujah. I don't have to fail in life. Failure is a choice. For somebody to fail, please catch this. You have to choose it. Now, many people make the choice unconsciously because nobody in his rational mind will get up and say, I want to fail today. But it's not only conscious decisions that are added to your account. Even unconscious decisions are added to your account. So when they are taking us repentance in the Bible, they tell us to pray for errors of commission, the one we know, and the one we don't know. That you didn't know is not an excuse. Even on the level of men, if you go and drive one way now, and last man you catch you, and you say, ah, I didn't know, and genuinely you didn't know, your business, they will still find you, and you see, pay that fine. Whether the final goes into the government's pocket or the last more official's pocket, but you are going to pay fine, sir. Ignorance is not a reason. Ah, okay, devil now said ah, this one didn't know. He didn't go to King's World, they didn't teach him. So let me allow him to go. Okay, you can go. You do not forget that story. In fact, the devil will capitalize on your ignorance. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So people don't know. So many times. Conscious or unconscious choices are being made that lead to failure. You, you just don't wake up one morning and find failure. In the same vein, you just don't wake up one morning and find success. No! These things are a consequence of our choices. It's amazing. And that's why we need Wisdom. To choose right. There are some things that are manifesting as failure in someone's life today. It's a result of a decision that was made 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So if the person really has to deal with that problem, that person has to go back 15 years. Now, you can't travel back in time. Are you hearing me? But you can trace where this thing started from and change. Change. And That's why you deal with it. There are some things that are failures in people's life today that it happened two generations ago. It was mistakes of their parents. Think about someone that the parent never valued the education. You don't even have to be spiritual here. So they didn't allow their children. You know, when you are not the one that determines whether you go to school, it's your parents that make that decision for you. The baby is not in a position to, the child is not in a position to. So the parent, ah, the education is not important. So don't go to school. Or, They didn't encourage the child. Some children were sending them to school, but they are now struggling and the parent did nothing. So he now does not have decent education. He can't read well. He can't write well, which means he can't get a decent job, and he's now struggling. Where did that problem start? It didn't start today. It started when he was five, six years old, and it wasn't even his decision that brought the problem upon him. It's his parent's decision. Some things are generational choices it's not just for individuals it's for family it's not just for families it's for nations. our country is where it is today we can trace some of Nigeria's problems to the people that formed Nigeria. maybe they have not added some people to some people it won't be where we are today So parents you need to be careful so one choice that was made on one table. Some four men okay, let's form the nation Nigeria. Let's add these people from the north to these people from the east. That's what is causing the problem. Some of the problems. So you need to understand that and that's how successful happens. Now, you can't be blaming, ah, okay, yeah, they've not told me it's my father, that's the problem. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Your father may have made wrong choices. You can buy your own choices today reverse the wrong choices so we can't blame the forefathers of Nigeria every time okay now we are we are awake in 2017 the people made mistakes in 1917 100 years have come and gone okay let's in 2017 start making but you see most people will continue in the wrong direction that they set for them hundred years ago okay they didn't send you to school you now can you go to school yourself instead of continuing in that new education line you to your Choices. Say with me, failure is a choice. Now, the good thing we Christians have is that Christ has made certain choices for us already. Because he defines our life. So, we just now need to be making choices that are in line with who we are in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, tonight, I want to talk about what real failure is. So, I'm going to define failure, and I'm going to show you where it comes from. Because what we are trying to teach you here is, there's a way you can live that you shield yourself from failure. Psalm 91 says, he that dwells in the sacred place of the Most High, he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He is covered. Proof from the... He said, um, pestilence of the day, Arrow of the night. It won't touch him. Yeah, you're, you're, just because of where you are positioned. The same way, you can... Because you are in Christ, we've shared with you that God has now made success your nature. He has now made it your identity. It's available. God has never failed once. No Christian has to fail once. Can I hear a loud Amen if you will learn certain things, what real failure is for a Christian and where it comes from. And all you just need to do is to make sure, if you understand what we are sharing tonight, start avoiding these things so that your life can indeed be failure-proof. So let's define failure. Let's come to, because there are many ways you can define that word. let's, Let's come on the same level here, the same frequency when we say failure, in the context of what we are talking, we are not talking about an experience. So, last year may not have been the best year you wanted. That doesn't mean you're a failure yet. So, you may not have had good experiences. We're not even talking about a series of experiences. No. One relationship may not have worked, or even in some cases a marriage may not have worked. You are not yet a failure in marriage. That the first relationship you started did not work. The first courtship you got involved did not work. It doesn't mean you're a failure yet. That the last two or three you did. It doesn't mean you're a failure yet. So it's not about an experience or experiences. No. Glory be to God. For us Christians, failure is... The definition of failure for you and I is quitting. Quitting. That's what we're... You, 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 you don't fail... As a Christian, because you didn't have a bad year, or the last five years were bad, or the last ten years were bad, or the last courtship did not work, because you want to focus on courtship, and marriages, and finances, or the last business did not work, mm. it's not, or the last two, three business, no, you've not failed yet, or you are not a failure yet. You fail, or you are a failure as a Christian, where, well, oh, because the last three times I did business, it didn't work, now I'm not doing anything, that, that's failure. That's failure for a Christian. Oh, because the last two en- um, engagements um, I got I, I into, it, it didn't work out. And you still want to get married. You are now not doing anything again. You are failed. That, that's what failure is. And a Christian doesn't have to do that. Oh, the last marriage I worked, it has now class, We are divorced. So I'm not going to get married again. And you, in your heart, you want to get When you quit, that's when you fail. This is how the Bible puts it. Proverbs twenty-four sixteen. And again, we are defining failure in the context of a believer. The Bible uses the word righteousness here. A righteous man may fall seven times. So it may not have worked the last seven times you tried. It may not have worked for the last seven years. As long as you are willing to go at it again. Look at what he said. He may fall seven times and rise again. He will rise again. Shout out, loud That he will rise again. This is why you you can't fail as a Christian. The power to rise again is inside of you. We call it resurrection power. They killed Jesus, oh, and he really died. It wasn't that okay. He just slept. And then you know those movies, like James Bond. They are not serious. Shoot him in the head, sir. Okay, the last film, James Bond didn't die. Okay, this time you are not the villain. No, and you're about James Bond. He cut off his head. Cut the head into 200 pieces, send one to Mars, then let me see whether I will rise again. I'm not talking about James Bond dying here. You he see, he died. <laughs> but he has resurrection, he can bounce back. Look at your neighbor and say you can bounce back. Can bounce back. That, that's what God has put inside of us. He may fall seven times, he will rise again. Lift your hands and shout in 2018, I will rise. Say it again, I will rise. Financially, I will rise. Maritalia I will rise, in my career we will rise, in ministry I will rise, divine elevation is my portion. I, I love that word again. That, that, that's where the power is. Again. So the, the believer that is a failure is the one that is not doing it again. That's what we are talking about. Hallelujah. Now, however, I want to put a balance here. Proverbs 13:12. This is, I want to balance that scripture because for some people, oh, eh, all right. So since we can rise again, eh, it doesn't matter if we have not made progress in 20 years. No, right? no, that's not what we are saying. Proverbs 13:12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So if you you can't, you see, one of the things I taught you, I gave you five things why people don't fly. Um, I, I won't mention all of them again. So you, are doing, you, should, first of all, you should know whether you know those five things. If you have not been, if you don't have those five things in your note or on your head, you better go back to the messages. But the fifth one I talked about was balance, and we meant balance of scripture, equilibrium. You can't just be bending one day. Hey, a righteous man will rise again. And for the last thirty years, you have been trying to rise again. Your life will just be like this. There should be a year where you actually rise and you balance and there's no need to rise anymore we are now coasting and flying. Don't take scriptures out of what they are trying to say. So this is a balance of that scripture. Hope the fat makes the heart sick. If your motto is always I rise again and rise again and last 20 years you've been trying to rise, a time will come the drive, the force to want to rise again will not be there. You what are they saying? That's what the prophet told us 20 years ago and nothing happened. And failure without now And though you are in church and hearing the message on the inside, you are dead. You are, not, you are, you are just nodding your head. You are not really trying again. So we must not take, you see, they put seven there. They didn't say 7,007. That number has an end. I love the other, look at the second part of that verse. Proverbs 13, 12, Hope the fat makes us sick, but when desire comes, that's that coming back. That rising, age, it's a tree of life. And that's why we are teaching you how to fail your proof life. So, you may have had some rough years or some rough experiences. This time that you are doing it again, don't repeat those mistakes you have been making. Can I hear a loud amen? Add this new light and these new revelations that maybe you didn't know that before. And this time, make sure you indeed rise. Can I hear a loud amen? Now, if you're on the course of doing that, if it doesn't happen, you can go back to the first one. Again, balance even Proverbs 13, 12. Also needs to be balanced. So you now don't get enough to say, ah, nothing happened. So I'm not going to try again in 2019. No. There's a right. Are you getting what I'm saying here? So it's not about an experience or a series of experiences. It's the failure for a Christian. The definition of that failure is quitting. And you, you, I will bring it in, into context a, a bit more. So say so with me, I will never quit. I will never give up. I will never cave in. Until I arrive at the fulfillment of my promises and my prophecy. Hallelujah. Do we have that? Now, this is why like I said, the title, the, I want the topic or the what I want to discuss tonight is where real failure or what real failure is for a Christian. This is this is this is for a believer, someone that is born again. And where it comes from. And this is the statement I want us to discuss. For a believer to fail, faith must fail first. Prayer must fail first. Wisdom must fail first. For a believer's marriage to fail. You see, this thing just can't happen. You can't go to bed... I mean, I, I, I told you the story one day. Reverend K came, took him to the airport. I was perfectly sound. I even ate apostolic food. The food was, I slept and I slept comfortably. And I now woke up, my eye opened, and there was one pounding chest pain. Eee, it can't happen from where? So I rebuked it. Where, where did it come from? These things just don't happen. You just can't. Hey, I was a millionaire yesterday, and I woke up and uh, all the money is gone. Hey, no! It's good to see you, man. <laughs> I mean, it just can't happen. I rebuked that before I even moved from that bed. How that rebuke? I spoke. If they told me I said by you I not 100 times that money. before I got up, I won't be surprised. From where? Can I just sleep and I just woke up and I will have chest pain? It's the very thing I was feeling fidgety I was sleeping less last night. Eh? But I know before the failure manifests in the marriage, prayer had failed maybe two years ago. Before the finances crashed, wisdom had failed six months ago. So for us again, and we are, remember I'm talking about quitting, you no know, Quitting the wisdom, you are supposed to, maybe your wisdom is tithing. So that person has stopped tithing for like one year, it's quitting. What it is this? It's quitting, and where it comes from, it's not just the finances. Just mm, blah, 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 blah. you know, we say there's a story behind the glory, there's also a story behind the calamity. You see, you, you it can't. It's cause and effect. See time and harvest. So l- l- let me show it to you in scripture. Number one, I want and again because of time and space, I've now been well, I must finish service by eight o'clock, which is good for me anyway. Me I like, can go early to my wife and children. Praise God. All of us will get home early. Amen. I just need like one hour to share what I need to share. When I don't finish today, we we'll continue next week. Hallelujah. It's Dr. K that can keep you here because he's not coming next to me. I'm going to be here next week, so <laughs> no rush. L- let me just take five things. Faith must fail before a believer can fail. So, a, a believer's failure, what, where failure comes believe is where, where your, your faith has failed, faith failure. Every believer's failure is a faith failure. Look at it. 1 John five 4. I'm just going to quote some of the scriptures there. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's the victory there. Say with me, I'm a world overcomer. Isn't that amazing? Not your village, not your country, the entire world. There is nothing in this world that you can't in. Can I hear a loud amen? I mean, That's who you are. You see, born of God. It's a matter of nature. We've covered that. But watch what he now said. And this is the victory. Huh? What is the victory? Our faith. The victory is my believing, my faith. So as long as my faith is alive, I can never fail. If my faith is shut down, failure is on the horizon. It's only a matter of time. So my question to everybody on the sound of my voice, here in the All Our live Stream is, where is your faith? Don't wait till the marriages crash. The marriage crash or the business crash. Is your faith for that marriage intact? Hear me and hear me well. You are either in faith or you are not. Your faith is either in gear or not in gear. Every failure in a Christian's life is a faith failure. We can trace it to a faith failure. So we've been saying this year, God told us to examine ourselves. My friend, examine your faith. That's what Paul said in that scripture, 2 Corinthians 13.5 examine yourself. Are you still in the faith? Are you in faith? Th- that marriage you want to succeed. That courtship, is, is, it, is it a faith-based marriage? And we now need to answer what faith is. Thank God we have a month where we sit down on faith in church, so I won't spend too much time there. Is it, is, are you basing it on the word of God and all the principles that make faith work? Are you in faith? So don't wait till... Like we say here, katakata kata, don't bust. No! So, my admonition to anybody and everybody here, in the areas where you want to have success, and you want to excel, and you want to see manifestations of triumph, check the faith. It's the, the victory is the faith, sir. The victory is the faith. If the faith is not there, man... I believe God concerning this church and this ministry. The failure that will crash, uh, where where is it going to come from? That's why I'm so confident. Faith. Look, at it's clear. This is the victory that has overcome our faith. So as long as this is, you know, Satan can't touch your faith. It's a thing of your heart. You are in 100% control of what you believe. He can tempt you. But I just, so where, where are you okay? I, I'm having challenges financially. Go and do something about your faith for finances, sir. When your faith for finances is in place, there is no devil that can rob you of your victory. The failure is a faith failure. And this is how you failure-proof life. So Jesus will ask them, Where is your faith? Why could you not cast the devil? Is because of your faith. Oh, you have little faith. Where is your faith? Every believer, any believer that is having any kind of failure, and again, in context, you've got to that place where you have quit about that thing, you have given up, you have stopped. What you are supposed to be doing is because if you will see that you come alive in that area of your life. Can I hear a loud amen? It's a faith failure. Number two, prayer. In fact, this is how Kenneth Copeland says it. it. said every believer's failure is a prayer failure. Prayer failure. That's the problem. So where does failure come from? It comes from prayerlessness. Look at it. Luke 18.1. Then Jesus spoke a parable to them. Men ought always to pray and not to lose heart. You see, that's losing heart. King James says faint. That's, that's failure for a Christian. Where you have given up. You have quit. You have lost heart. Where did it come from when they stop praying? It's a prayer failure. So don't wait. Look, when you start seeing your prayer life is wobbling, heh, you just know that failure is encroaching. Do something about your prayer. Or let's look at it this way: do you want to see more success, more victory, more excellence? Do something, that boost your prayer. Men ought always to pray. If they always pray, they will not faint. They will not lose heart. They will not fail. They will not fall. They will live failure-proof lives. Say, prayer failure. That marriage that crashed in 2018, there was a prayer that couple should have prayed in 2015 that they did not pray or could have prayed that would have averted what brought the calamity. But they are watching Champions League. Don't move too much. They won't, I'm talking. Oh, Game of Thrones is what they were watching. Or oh, whatever. It's a failure, prayer. It's, it's a prayer failure. Man, ask your neighbor, are a man? And you, of course, you know that we are talking women too. He's talking to you. Look at what he said. They're always ought they ought to be praying with Dr. K and coming for pursuit. Wicking, wake out. If that thing is there, if that prayer engine is installed, failure is in consequence. Failure proof. If they pray, they will not faint. Every failure is a prayer failure. Every failure is a faith failure. I mean, the Bible is clear. The victory is the faith. The not faint capacity is prayer. It's a prayer failure. Now, we can go into details. So, there are some people that are praying. In fact, they start the prayer with Dr. K. And then they with Dr. K. You see, they are, they are fine prints. That's another thing I taught you. You need to know the fine. So, you have to get to the fine prints of prayer. It's possible to be in the prayer meeting and not be praying. It's still a part of prayer failure. Prayer is prayer failure is not just not showing up for the prayer meeting. It's praying amiss. miss. It's still a prayer failure. You are praying the wrong prayer. He said, You know not what to pray for as you ought. So somebody may be praying, but he's not praying as he ought because he's not engaging the help of the Holy Ghost. Prayer is still prayer failure. Still prayer failure. So we can failure proof life by learning and mastering and maturing the art of prayer. I said something last week. I hope somebody took it to heart. Don't be comfortable when you pray and God doesn't answer. Now, you know that can really not happen. We are just that's just for communication's sake. What I'm saying is don't be comfortable. You prayed for something and there was no manifestation. No. It doesn't have to come the way you want it to. See, it, 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 these are some things we watch, watch that choice. For the last three years, I've been praying for God to bless me with a job, and the job has not come. That should trigger an alarm in your system. Am I praying the way I'm supposed to be praying? Because some people will just continue. Choosing to just... And you've not seen an answer. That choice can lead to trouble. That's prayer. You are practicing prayer failure. Go to God. So, And there will only be two answers. This is part of examining yourself. Okay, you are praying the right prayer, but it's not yet time. So, Joseph, this is a 13-year ordeal. This is just year three. You are going to be on this thing for another 10 years. You need that kind of answer. Because you can't be going in the wrong direction. Or the prayer can be you are praying and miss. You are not supposed to get a job. You're supposed to go and report in the church office and be working in pastor T. That's where your job is. That's another answer. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's another answer. Don't be anything you are, look when God is not responding. The Bible says that God's ears are not deaf, God's eyes are not blind, God's arm is not short. An attention getter. You've asked for and asked and asked, and God hasn't answered. Is God I mean and God has told you is a good father? No. But you know what? Most people they will continue praying the same prayer that's not worked for the last five years. Eh? Praying the way they've been praying for the last five days, you've not seen any results. So it hasn't moved anything. And you can't even go and read a book on prayer or talk, pastor. Show me how to pray. Like disciples as Jesus, teach me to pray. They didn't say just teach us to pray. No, prayer failure. Look at the third one. Proverbs twenty I'm only going to mention five things. Proverbs 24, verse 10. If you faint, or if you fail, or if you fall in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Please, notice the problem is not the recession notice the problem is not the sickness that is um, attacking everybody. Notice the problem is not the bad government, the adversity. The problem is not the adversity. He didn't say the adversity is too large. Mm. The problem is not the problem, is your strength. If you faint, when the going gets rough, the problem is not the rough going. Maybe we want to blame the rough going. Ah, it's the economy. Oh, it's the country. Oh, it's Africa. Oh, it's our bad president. Mm. What the Bible says. He didn't say if you faint in the of adversity, you have a bad president. Mm. Channel the problem or the answer to where the problem is. He said your strength. Somebody say the man in the mirror. I hope you understand that parable. Man in the mirror. Man in the mirror is who is not in your mirror. The earlier you stop blaming Buhari for your problems, like most angels are doing the better for you and your children's children. If you faint, you, you, In the day of adversity, your strength. When recession comes and it messes up your finances, your strength is the one that is small. Not the bad choices of the government. Your strength. So the third one is every failure is a strength failure. Christians are not supposed to be weak people. But you have Christians going up and down the place. Zero strength. And they are not doing anything about it. That's where the failure is. That's where the failure is. It's not when the problem exploded. No. Have you not known that your strength has been small for the last two years? Ephesians 3.16 This is what God says should be happening to you. You should be strengthened with might. By God's spirit in your inner man. You should be strong. Against the day of trouble. It's not when trouble comes. I used to say, then You don't build your house in the storm. You build your house before the storm comes. So that when the storm comes. And it will. It's only a matter of time. Like I said. If you are not writing the exam now. You are going to write it by this time tomorrow. If you faint. In the day of adversity. Your strength. So what are you supposed to do? You are supposed to be strengthened with might by God's spirit in the inner man. You are supposed to know the exceeding greatness of God's power. According to the working of that mighty power which wrought in Christ when raised him from the dead. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. You are supposed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You are supposed to be strong in grace. So watch where the failure is for a Christian? He is not building strength in grace. He is not building strength in the spirit. He is not building strength in the inner man. That's where the failure started. It's not when the recession came. Recession is not the problem. No, it's not the recession. It's not the adversity. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So, for us Christians, the failure is a strength failure. When you start noticing that you are not getting stronger, I told the pastor something at last pastor's meeting. This thing we are doing, as the church continues to grow, it's not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any less complicated. We are the ones that have to get stronger. That's the way you deal with it. You get stronger. 2018 is not going to be an easier year than 2017. The Bible said it's going to get darker and darker in the world. This recession is not going anywhere. Even if it goes, it will come back again. What do you do? Get stronger. Get stronger financially. Get stronger spiritually. Get stronger mentally. Get stronger. Get stronger. That's the one you can control. If you faint, it's a strength failure, and God has given you all power in heaven and on earth. The exceeding greatness of His power that was used to raise Christ from the dead. Look at your neighbor and say, "Why is your life like this?" then me know the truth. Again, that's not to depress you. That's to let you know that far. You are walking at two level two strength. You can move in a year of elevation. You can move from two to five. You have all. You can be complete in Christ. In him is the fullness of the Godhead. Why are you staying at one-fold increase? That's what God told me. So do you know double is just one-fold? Thank God for one-fold though. So do you know double is one? One. Did you not read 30-fold in your Bible? And we have the 30-fold increase. Because you have access to all. Isaac had a hundred-fold. You take your one-fold, hallelujah, you celebrate it and you move to twofold. You double the double. Then you take the twofold, you enjoy it, you move to tenfold. You, I mean, that's, that's what you have to do. Build strength. Build capacity. The believer's failure comes from a lack of strength. Which you should not have because God has made all strength available to him. Number four, look at this one. You will like this one. Let's look at the Bible here. Matthew 7. Glory be to God. Is somebody learning something? And please, get it, keep, keep in context what we are teaching. How to failure-proof life. Pastor, how can I failure-proof my life? Be stronger. Be stronger in February than you were in January. All areas you need strength. Particularly in the areas where you are weak. Be stronger. Be more prayerful. Be more prayerful. You can't go to the next level praying the way you are praying on your former level or your current level. I mean, duh. Am I right or am I right? right? How many people want to elevate in 2018? My friend, switch your prayer to another level. Take your faith to another dimension. I told you, elevate faith. That's what that psalmist told us in Psalm 66. I told that crossover. We went through water. We went through fire but we kept believing in you. That's faith. That's trust. Elevate it. The more the trouble comes, make up your mind, you are taking faith to another level. Don't stay on the same level of faith. Because every failure is a faith failure. Look at another dimension of faith failure. Faith failure is trying to lift PhD success with kindergarten faith. It won't work. You understand what I mean by kindergarten faith and PhD? You grow in these things. Matthew, where did I go? Seven, verse. Glory be to God. Who knows where we are going? Sorry, no. We've already talked about prayer, so why are we going to seven seven again? You want me to give you prayer twice, and then you now say my teaching is not complete that I repeated one point twice. I said I'm, going, I'm giving you five. Verse twenty-four. Read with me very carefully. Matthew 7:24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. I'm sure some of you know where we are going now. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And the house, what happened to the house? Come on, talk to me. Verse 25. What happened to the house? It did not fall. You will not fall in Jesus' name. Your courtship will not fall. Your marriage will not fall. Your career will not fall. Spiritually, you will not fall. Or fail. Fall and fail. We are talking the same. It did not fall. Look at that. Say it did not fall. The house was failure proof. Notice it wasn't storm proof. The storms came. Notice it wasn't flood proof. The winds came. I mean the flood came. Notice it wasn't wind proof. The wind came. And when they came they beat on the house. We are not talking that you don't have challenges. We are saying when they come, you will not fall. Now, look at the other guy. There was a rascal there. There was a 26. But in fact, there wasn't one, many of them. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine. So, if you like, call yourself director of oppression. The director of oppression that is practicing rascality, watch what will happen to him. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine, call yourself whatever title you want to call yourself. And does not do them, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. That's where failure comes from. Building on sand, building marriages on sand, building relationships on sand, building businesses on sand, building career, building ministry on sand. The house just didn't fall, sir. He chose the wrong foundation to build on. When? Ten years, and I know the devil. Wicked devil. Some marriages is in their 25th year that they crash. Why was not why did he help crash them in year two? Where there's hope they can rebuild. How can you crash a marriage after 25? wicked devil. And they have been building on that sand since 20 years ago. Wicked devil. That's what he does. He built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and on the house and it fell. So, great was the fall. So, the problem again is not the adversity. The problem is not the rain. The problem is not the flood and the flood. The problem is not the wind. What is the problem, somebody? Wisdom. Every Christian's failure is a wisdom failure. It's one of these things or all of them together. Faith failure, prayer failure, strength failure, Wisdom failure. That's where it comes from. And to avert it. My friend, be wise. He told you how to be wise. How do you be wise? Hear what I'm saying. You better be coming for midweek service. If you can't make it there physically, get online and do the live stream. If you miss the live stream, go to SoundCloud and hear what I'm saying. But don't just hear, Sal. What should you just do again? Do... Do God has given one anointing this season? I've been calling people. I'm having some conversation with them. I mean, you've been around me for this long. No, that, this this is not how your life should be. So some of you, you may have that session with me. Let me just give you a heads up. No, are you doing what we are teaching? Because see, brother, so-so did it too. See, I mean, I'm, do. See, wisdom problem. Wisdom problem. Wisdom problem. Proverbs 24. Let me begin to close. Eight o'clock is around the corner. <laughs> Therefore, or Proverbs 24, verse three, through wisdom a house is built. See, there, there was the house that was built that stood. There was the house that built that fell. What, what was the point? Wisdom by understanding, a derivative of wisdom. It is established by knowledge. The rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. May your life be filled with all pleasant and precious riches in the name of Jesus. Sir, it will happen through wisdom. How does wisdom come? Hearing the words of Jesus and doing them. So watch where the failure starts. That guy that neither, either he didn't hear. In fact, if you look at what Jesus said. Watch, it's even more interesting. He's talking to you and I in this meeting. Because they had heard. Jesus wasn't even talking about people that didn't hear. So he wasn't talking about people that didn't come to church. Hey, look at our neighbor. I hope he's not talking about you. <laughs> and is, the people that didn't hear the ones that didn't come to church. He's talking about people that came for midweek service. They had. The guy had, but he didn't do. That's the guy that comes to Kingswell and doesn't tithe. Don't move too much, you know I'm talking about you. That's the guy that comes to Kingswell and doesn't pray with Dr. K and pursuit. That's the guy that comes in and doesn't give benevolent suffering because I said everybody should do their best this week. Here, but don't do. Here, but th- that, that's that's where the failure started. And that's a wisdom issue. Here, but doesn't do. Here, but doesn't do. When they are talking, they are not talking about me. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Everyone. What is it about everyone you don't understand? Praise God. Look at anybody and say, are you included in Everyone one. When God speaks to one, he speaks to all. And I love the way God speaks his word. He doesn't tell you to do what you can't do. So people that can't pass for a church, God don't tell them to for a church. He will tell them to arrange chairs. But that you won't serve God, oh? no. See, there are different levels of serving God. They're serving God of arranging chair. They're serving God of preaching the gospel. Like Pastor T. Okay, you can't preach. Can you put the chair, align it? Ah, me, I won't serve God. They're not talking to me. Hide and watch. Wisdom failure. God will tell you to give a million dollars if you don't have it. But can you give a glass of water? I know you drank water. Because if you have not drank water for 30 days, you will have died. So you obviously had water in the last 30 days. It's amazing what God tells us. Give him water. The water you drank. Give a cup to somebody. Everybody supposed to give. Everybody is supposed to serve. Everybody is supposed to pray with Doctor K. There are seven days a week. Do we know? You should just start with one. When you start doing that one well, and God starts answering your prayer, we will not be begging you to pray, sir. Who will tell me to come and not to pray now? Do we believe God answers my prayer? They don't beg me. But let me tell you the truth: God has told me to elevate the prayer again. I've been struggling with that new level for about two days now. I started, but it's wobbling. But just give me a few weeks. Elevate the prayer again. Mio, I won't tell you what told me to do. Okay, you can't pray at Pastor T's level or Dr. K's level. Can you do one prayer session with us a week? Hear and do. Hear and do. The last one. And this one reveals all the keys. Every believer's failure is traceable to a love failure. Course, I will stop with just five things because of time. Love failure. Why? First Corinthians 13:8. Love never fails. So, for failure to happen, love must have been compromised somewhere. Love never fails, sir. Look at the way Paul said it in Romans chapter 8. It's amazing. Verse 37 to 39. Yet in all these things. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Someone shout with me, I'm more than a conqueror. All of us are more than conquerors. How? Through him that loved us. That's how we win. Through the love. So if the love is intact, you start with what Kia has been shouting in this church for like five years now. God loves you. Why anyone should hear that and not do it? Do God loves me. Don't compromise that revelation. I don't care. Look, Paul said, take the money. um, Bring affliction. all all the Adversity, sword. No food, famine. God still loves us. Look look at what he said. Through him that loved us, for I am persuaded. Neither death nor life. Nobody should die. I am not doubting whether God loves you. And nobody should live. Because some people, you don't want them to live. And you are wondering whether God loves you. When Abacha was alive, many of us didn't want him to live. But that doesn't mean God doesn't love us. (laughs) Oh, some people now. Somebody else they are mentioning. Not about I won't mention any name. Let me just mention the people that have died (laughs) because they are live streaming this service now. (laughs) Neither death nor life, nor angels or principalities, nor powers, nor things that are present or things to come. Neither height nor depth. Don't let God promote you. Your your head now swells. Love is not compromised because you made your first one billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Or don't lose your first one billion dollars and you're now saying that's not that God loves you. Mm-hmm. No, any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. That's where the failure starts. When you are separated from the love, when you are separated from prayer, when you are separated from faith, when you are separated from strength, when you are separated from wisdom. That's where the believer's failure started. It's not when the marriage crashed, sir. Huh? No. It's not when the billions fell, it's when he was separated from... When that devil introduced that thought, you know God doesn't love you. He may not say, God, Pastor T doesn't love you. Oh, Reverend K doesn't love you. And you now start entertaining that year-year kind of thought. That's where the failures. That, that's where it comes from. Paul said, whatever happens or doesn't happen, famine, sword, peril, angel, principality, nothing will separate me from the love of God. Why? It's by that love I'm more than a conqueror. That's how I'm failure-proof. Of course, there are many more things we can find out in Scripture. But let's stay with those five. You don't have to fail. Check your love level. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love. Check that thing. Are you operating in that love? I gave you three things. What Peter said in 1 Peter 5, um, 2 Peter 1, 5 to 5-11, when he says you will never fail. Really, there are two things basically. Number one is the word of God. Faith. Because knowledge is a function of faith. All those things they try to break down. and Number two is love. The fruit of the Spirit. The brotherly kindness. The virtues. The all fruit of the Spirit. It's faith walking through love. You do that my friend, you can't fail. Don't wait till your strength is low. Rise on your feet. Let's close. I remember when we were, when we were still believing God for children. I, I keep going back to these stories because. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Ital Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat, Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos, Email KMI Africa at Kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0640.